Thomas, I found it. Found what? The Grenadine. Fucking thank God. Welcome back, everybody, to the Jen and Thomas podcast. I am your host, Jen. And with me today, as always, is Thomas. <laughs> well, uh, as, as everybody knows, I am your host, Thomas Gordon. And uh, on the show, we like to have a special guest every week. Today, we're actually doing a little bit of a... Let me go a little, let me give a little bit of a background on our special guest, actually, before I introduce them. You know how we do it here, folks. So uh, today, last week, I had mentioned that um, I had missed the, the repeal of Prohibition. I was actually a little bit wrong about that. The full repeal of Prohibition was actually December 5th, but April 7th was like 19 out of 48 states or something like that. And so today is going to be our Prohibition episode, and so I was in the liquor store uh, getting our ingredients together today, and I saw this like random bookshelf. It was really weird. And, uh, you know, as you do, you give the secret knock, and it opens, and there's just this gentleman, and uh, he, he lets me into a, a speakeasy, and it's so strange because in there they still think it's Prohibition. It's in the back of a liquor store. I don't, I don't know how they've managed to stay in business all these years. But behind the bar was this guy. I said, hi, how are you? And he said, my name is Brandon Churchill, and I'd love to be on your podcast. And I said, say no more. So, Brandon, welcome to the show. Hello, Thomas. Uh, not only am I a barkeep at a speakeasy, but I am also a rum runner. Rum runner, ambiance supplier. You know the and, deal, brother. And so we are live on location in Brandon Speakeasy today. It's a nice little... Uh, you know, so funny is it was a warm day here in St. Louis, but for some reason in your speakeasy, it's a little rainy outside. We have a nice roaring fire. Uh, you, well, you the fire's good, behind glass. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, right you keep a good, uh, you keep a, uh, a a good ambiance and speakeasy here. You know the deal, brother. So, Brandon, uh, today we are drinking. Sorry, we gotta get we we gotta get straight into the drink. We have it's to because if we don't, if we don't get into it, first oh. of all, we'll forget, and yeah. second of all, it'll get warm. Yeah, it's a shaken drink, so we need to get right into it. So this is called a Ward Eight. So let's just get right into the cheers here. Beautiful. Ooh, I like it. It's a very whoa. I it's it's a very sweet and tart. Yeah, and you know it's, I don't. It's like it's like a candy I've had. Oh yeah, I don't like uh, rye whiskey, but this really does it for Sorry, me. Sorry, just to repeat, we are drinking the Ward Eight W A R D Eight. I don't know why, but it sounds weird when I say it. I feel Li- like liquor dot com definitely spelled out eight. By the way, oh everywhere else I li- yeah we get, so we got a recipe. We'll, we'll get into it, but we got a recipe from liquor dot com. But everywhere else I saw it was Ward Number Eight. I really like this. Ooh, that is good. Sorry, everybody. We just we just went right into the sip today, but it's uh, it was a shaken drink, so we just don't want it to melt in our hands. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't need fixing. Yeah, I'm fine. Brandon's Ward Eight can be the exact same fucking thing. It's everybody's Ward Eight. Yeah. It is the Ward Eight. The Ward Eight. Drink it as is, please. So yeah, no, this is very very good. Oh, the only difference is I. You'll say what's in it, but I also, uh, I garnished it with an orange slice. Oh, yeah. I'm happy with that. Which is not... Appropriate. It's not it's in the good. recipe, but I... That's my flair. There you go. Yeah. So, our our ingredients is two ounces of rye whiskey, a half ounce of lemon juice, freshly squeezed, a half ounce of orange juice, freshly squeezed, two teaspoons of grenadine, which long-time listeners know we've had problems we've had a lot i have had one instance of running into problems of trying to get grenadine and we haven't had it since yeah we've we've only apparently only shopped for it twice but it's it's been a long journey so i bought some this weekend yeah and uh garnished with two or three uh cherries i hate to pull back the curtain everybody's but brandon and i know each other outside of this podcast what i know um (laughs) and you sent me a picture of grenadine and so when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, and I was like, oh, mother, we fucking got it. Mm-hmm. Fucking got him. Yep. And so when I was going through, uh, we have a game today. Oh, shit. And uh, when I was going through cocktails to, to play this game with, one of them had grenadine. And I'm like, oh, that's the drink for tonight. Yes, or today buddy. or uh, tomorrow, whenever I was doing this, this in relationship day. to the recording. Dude, we got to get right into the drink. It is, it smells... I don't know, like a cherry citrus, but it's it's good and it's tart. I don't. I really don't know how to describe it. 
Yeah, it's um, it's delicious. It's like candy, like a sweet tart. Oh my god! And this isn't even something that you would pound back. It's just it's something you kind of want to sip and savor. I think. But at the same time, I think I could have a punch of this if it was less strong. I feel like it's a little too strong to have as a punch. Oh, maybe. I know what you mean. But we we made the recipe, which is you know a, a rather small amount. Go over the Instagram and see how much it it was. Yeah. And I honestly, I think I could do a double. Yeah, I, I could probably do a double on this. We will be maybe, doing a second drink. Yeah, the, maybe that's the Brandon's 8. The Ward. Brand, Brandon's Ward. Brandon's Ward. Brandon's Brand, like Ward. No, Brandon's Ward 16. Yeah. It's, it's the ward two 16. Ward 8s. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is good. Ward 64. Ward 8 squared. No, Ward 16 is good. But, oh, that is so good. It has a beautiful color. Mm. And it's garnished with a cherry. And our color is a slightly more red than the color, like, on liquor.com. But I think it's a beautiful red. And the I think orange... It might, it's partially the glass, and it's partially I um, may have spilled a little extra grenadine. That, that's fine with me. <laughs> but I think it's it's a beautiful color with the mix of the yellow from the lemon juice and the orange from the orange juice. Mixed with the grenadine, it gives it this interesting hue that... yeah. Well, like and, a reddish orange. And I think garnishing with the orange was the move because I think like that pinkish red contrasts really well with the orange. Well, and then the the aromatic notes from the orange peel. It just it smell it smells so good. It smell I don't even it smells like a so it tastes like something I've had before. Like if you took the alcohol out, it tastes like something I've had before. But like between the orange and the cherry and the liquor it smells like candy. It tastes sweeter than it is. It's just weird that there's I like think. whiskey in here, but it gives it such a different I dynamic. I don't, I don't even taste the whiskey. I taste alcohol, but I'm not tasting it and being like, oh, it's whiskey. Because well, this is a I've, rye. I've got and the rye aftertaste. I don't know if I do. There's a there's an aftertaste of the rye, but it it hits it doesn't like burn you. It's just subtle. It's like a it's like a tap on the shoulder where it's like, hey, guess what? No. Whiskey's in your bed. I'm getting the rye, which is really nice, too, is it doesn't have the whiskey color. Does Danielle want to take a sip and give us her thoughts? I love this. It is good. I knew she would. And Danielle is, like, picky. Did you guys drink a lot of it already, or is it, why is there, like, not We We may or may not (laughs) be almost ready for the second (laughs) drink while still being in the review. (laughs) But it's good. It's good. (laughs) Did you guys, like, drink a lot of it? Did you guys drink all this as I am, like, <laughs> sipping my empty cup? That is good. Dude, I really like it. This so, is... Oh, dude, I don't want to say it. This might be my favorite drink we've had so no, far. No, this is damn good. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to I wanna back up a little bit before we get to our numbered review. I fumbled the bag. Oh, no. Because on one drink, I rated something. Like, uh, fucking... That six agaves out of ten. Yes. And then the next week, I was like, uh, nine orange peels out of ten. Right. I fucked up because I was thinking, I, 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 I feel like agaves would just be a fun rating system. And imagine we had a little pin, a little blue agave outlined in gold. And that's our that's my fucking rating system. And I fumbled the bag because I, I, I went to something else. So I'm backing it up. I get it, but at the same time, I'm going to rate it on my scale. No, no, you you do you. But my thing <laughs> is, I, I think my thing, I'm going to rate them on agaves. Okay. I want that to be like, oh, That's yeah. That's going to be your scale. That's my standard. Okay. And then we just have to address the um, exchange rates between fucking buffalo chips and agaves. Yeah. So I, I want yeah, agaves I, I to orange getting... peels to fucking nothing. And now we're back to agave. And I, I feel like that's fun. I think Thomas needs a gold standard rating exactly. system. And then the guest exactly. that's can what give I think. Their, uh, their currency. Well, yeah. I don't want to take that away from you. Right. You know, it's it's you're you're free to do as you do, but I I feel like I need the standard. So we're doing blue on, on like this. That. It's a nice on, even mix of both. On this side of the zoom recorder. <laughs> It's blue agaves. All right. And how many blue agaves are you going to give this? A, a goddamn nine. Holy 9.5. It's very close to a 10, but I'm, I like 
for I don't know, like a ten genuinely has to be like something that changed my life. I get it. This to me, genu- everybody listening, a ward eight is a nine. Call it a ward nine point five. I'm gonna give it seventeen Dodge Challengers. Out of what do you mean out of? Oh, okay. <laughs> Just 17 Dodge Challengers. Look up the exchange rate. <laughs> well, it's agaves. 9 out of 10 blue agaves, everybody. But no, no, no. And, and the reason I was thinking about it is like blue agaves are so much cooler after we did that Paloma episode because it's like there's a fucking tequila, a volcano surrounded by blue agaves. Right. And I was like, and then we raided them on blue agaves that day. But I was like, yeah, that's actually sick as fuck. Are you kidding me? But I was like, yeah, yeah I want that apologize. to be my thing. Well, because, you know, other podcasts, not that I'm trying to be like other podcasts, but they have like their, this is our rating system. And I'm like, I want one. I want something I can turn into merch. I want a little pin. I want a little coaster. Some kind of something. Or like a loading screen. Ooh. That's like agaves. That'd be nice. An agave growing. Something like that. Yeah. Goddamn, but this is fucking good. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I'm fucking taking my last sip. Mine's done, son. We've, eat this cherry we've had our drink orange. since we've warmed up by fucking sorry by by, um, by drinking our drink. If you don't, if you guys don't mind, I'll give a little bit of background on our drink. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So this is from Liquor dot com. Uh, the Ward Eight, a turn of the twentieth century concoction, is one of Boston's major contribution to craft cocktails. The cocktail was reportedly created in 1898 in Boston to celebrate the election of one Martin M. Lamanzi? Lamanzi? Lamanzi. Lamanzi. L-O-N-A-S-N-E-Y. Sorry, so they were uh, celebrating Martin M. Lamanzi to the state legislator. Lamanzi was a politician who wielded considerable power in Boston for 40 years, serving as state senator and representative, as well as a political boss in the city's 8th ward. Like a boss. Uh, the drink, by all accounts, was created in the Lockover Cafe in Boston's 8th ward. Already nearly 20 years old when the drink was created there... The venerable French restaurant and bar survived until 2012 when it finally closed. As with any drink that old that wasn't written down at the time, there are different approaches to crafting it. But oh. the mo- yeah, like but what? Uh, well, if you let me get there, Brandon, please. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. But the most popular is a mix of rye whiskey, lemon, orange juices, and grenadine, which is what author and cocktail historian David Wondrich. Uh, specifies in his rendition here. Some stories describe the creation of the Ward 8 as have, uh, as happening before Lamancy officially won his election. So, sh- so sure was the bar staff that he would do so. Many stories around the questionable nature as to his victory, including tales of him handing out pre-filled ballots to voters entering the polls. Regardless of would-be shifty dealings, the man was a popular politician. Essentially, a riff on a rye whiskey sour, the Ward 8 sees some of the lemon juice substituted with orange and simple syrup is replaced by grenadine. For decades, Rose's grenadine dominated the market with most people associating the pomegranate-flavored bar syrup with a, with a cloying? C-L-O-Y-I-N-G? Cloying? Hold on. Cloying? Are you telling me grenadine is pomegranate-flavored? I believe so. And also, this is Rose's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are using roses. Sorry, I will back up and reread that sentence, but I've never seen that word before. Cloying. Uh, anyway, uh, roses grenadine dominated the market, with most people associating the pomegranate flavored bar syrup with a cloying concoction of corn syrup and artificial flavors and colors. Today, as in much of the bar world, there are uh, there are options, including a number of grenadine brands made with real fruit. You know, I don't really care about. Grenadine. Yeah, this isn't about the grenadine. Sorry, now about that we have it for the first time. Thomas it's... cut all that. <laughs> cut, cut the entire episode up until now. <laughs> Not the entire episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Ward Eight calls for a mere two teaspoons of the sweet tart pomegranate syrup. Adding vodka to the grenadine keeps its shelf stable for much longer. But for those who want to use it quickly, there is always. All right. You know, this is just more. Fucking... We're not here for the grenadine. I, I am sorry, everybody. This just. It, like halfway through, like yeah, there was this politician. You know, he was he was doing this thing in Boston, 
By but the we way, heard your cold open. Yeah, but here's the entire history of grenadine, Jesus. which we we can do a grenadine background, but that is not today. That is not today. Today is not the day for that. But you know what it is today? Our second drink. Me having to pee. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good. We'll get a second drink going. Welcome to the second drink. Oh, shit. Let's, let's hit it here. I love this. It's pretty good. Ooh, baby. Mm. Did you change anything? I didn't empty the ice in the shaker. Okay, I was going to say, it's a little more tart, which I am fine with. Ooh, but that is damn good. So anyway, Brandon, so last episode, I had mentioned, like, I'm an effing idiot because I forgot to bring up the, it's the whatever prohibition thing 90 years so prohibition officially repealing wasn't until uh december 5th right by the way everybody we're just jumping into it today this is the jumping into it episode yeah april 7th was um like 19 out of 48 states were allowed to start uh selling alcohol 1201 a.m on april 7th including washington dc oh so it's when they can start selling alcohol again okay but only 19 out of the 48 states but then uh uh prohibition was officially repealed on december 5th right okay so so um for those of you that don't know uh for our international listeners or uh those of you that just don't know history prohibition was the uh made uh the sale it was passed in uh 1919 but it made the sale of and the, the have I forgotten how to talk? You have. I have tequila no remembero. You have whiskey can't taco. Whiskey can't taco. Whiskey can't taco. <laughs> Just a different disease for every drink we have. Um, but I believe it was in 1919 that we uh, United States passed prohibition, which made like the sale and consumption of alcohol legal in the United States. And so from 1920 to 1933, the sale and consumption of alcohol was illegal, right? It was illegal. Prohibited. Prohibition. There's a connection there. It was against the law. It was against the law. And so um, living in St. Louis, uh, one of the largest breweries in America and also kind of the world is Anheuser-Busch, right? So I kind of want to focus on them a little bit today um, for multiple reasons. I know more about them than other breweries here in America, but... Weird. Because I know, yeah. Well, because uh, you know that Yingling? Yeah. They're like now sold in Missouri. I guess they're the oldest. They're the I don't, oldest, I don't know yeah. crap about them. Yeah. That's um, all I know about them is that they're the oldest. And that they're new to Missouri. And that they have a very similar logo. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, like, I don't want to play my hand too early. I don't want to do the big, like, entire history of Prohibition when we only have, like, nine listeners. You, me, and then my mom seven times. Um, Apparently your aunt. But no, there, well, there's actually another reason why I want to talk about Anheuser-Busch about all this. But anyway, and I'll get into that later. So from uh, 1920 to 1933... Alcohol was illegal. And so for those of you that don't know, Anheuser-Busch has been around for a long time. Uh, it officially started with, uh, what's his name? Fucking Everhard Anheuser. He bought into a brewery in 1857, but at that time it was called the Bavarian Brewery. Right. And then uh, at 1860 he bought out all the other investors and then renamed it to E. Anheuser and Company, and then he met Adolphus Bush, and then eventually became um, a, uh, Anheuser Bush and Associates or something. Didn't somebody marry a granddaughter? Or yeah, no. So there? Adolphus Bush married An- Eberhard Anheuser's daughter, Lily. You gotcha. know how it is. You meet a girl and you text her all summer, and then which you, we uh, learned all this on our tour. Yeah, we went on the Day Fresh tour at Anheuser Bush. <clears throat> Very informative, might I say. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I also read it afterwards it's not right. like i'm just recalling this from way back when no you just have a great memory yeah even though you have tequila no remember uh, whatever photographic memory is is for your ears i think that's just called memory dude no maybe <laughs> <laughs> well so um from 1920 to 1933 alcohol was illegal right and um so anheuser-busch they like sold everything except beer they were like oh pocket watches pocket knives uh diesel engines refrigerated rail cars well you know there's a whiskey company that was allowed to sell whiskey during prohibition because it was medicinal 
I did not know that, but that's very interesting. Buffalo Trace. Oh, I might have to give that a sip. But good stuff. Um, but like while most breweries were forced uh, forced to close their doors, Anheuser Busch was able to stay open by selling like literally everything else they could stamp a logo on. Their like Budweiser today is made with the same yeast as the um, the yeast they used in the 1800s. I think it was 1876 when they made Budweiser. Did they make bread? They well, they made a lot of things. So one of the things that they did to make to keep their yeast strain alive was to sell baker's yeast. And this is really funny. But so, like, on the front, it said not for brewing purposes, just so they wouldn't get in trouble. Right. And then on the back of the packaging, like, just so it's like, hey, just so you know what not to do, (laughs) it was the entire brewing process. (laughs) And so that was a very popular product, right? That's funny. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's it's like, hey... Here's the yeast we use to if make beer. If you're experimenting, make sure, make sure you don't do it this way because yeah, no, this will make exactly, beer. And, and the, the the whole thing was you didn't make bread. Yeah, do not do <laughs> these things because you know that's how you make beer. That's funny. And um, but so I guess eventually, um, Adolf. Uh, no, not Adolphus Bush. I'm sorry, uh, August Bush Senior. Sorry, everybody. August. My phone's plugged into the wall, and I read all this earlier. But um, August Bush Sr., he presented his father, August Bush. No, August Bush Jr. presented his father, August Bush Sr., uh, with, like, two teams or, like, two little groups of the uh, Clydesdales because uh, Prohibition was coming to an end in 1933, and he was like, we did it, Dad. We can sell beer again. There right. we go. Right. And so he brought him like two teams of these Clydesdales, and uh, I don't know. They're a beautiful horse. They're huge as hell. They're like they're, two thousand pounds. They're big, powerful horses made to pull things, and they're workhorses. What they I think are. they're like the third largest horse in the world. But uh, um, but what's kind of cool is so on April seventh is when nineteen out of the forty eight states were allowed to sell alcohol again. Sure. Twelve oh one a.m. So what they had done is they sent their these Clydesdale horses all the way to the East Coast. And um and so they sent these horses to the East Coast and they at like twelve oh one they had like all these cases of like fresh Budweiser uh-huh. that were sent to like this Oh, I'm so burpy, I'm sorry. They said they had all these fresh cases of Budweiser that they sent to like the this uh Chicago airport to fly over to New Jersey to meet the hitch and they came up the is it the Holland Tunnel in New York? No, that doesn't sound right. One of the tunnels in New York and they uh like delivered um they delivered Budweiser. I think his name was like Al Smith or something. It was like the governor of New York at the time and he was like one of the people that voted to repeal prohibition and then they went on to deliver beer to FDR in dc oh that's sick yeah so like i guess that's what made the clydesdales famous okay and um so i don't know that that would just be fucking cool to have like budweiser hand delivered to you for all these effing clydesdales i think they do that periodically because my dad's hometown they well yeah they do a periodical but imagine like that was the the thing yeah at the end of prohibition they the clydesdales bring you a beer yeah, but the reason I bring that up is because uh, today, as of recording, was the... So last week, um, right before our last... Or around the time of our last episode, is that's why I brought it up in like a fit of anger. Ah, it's the 90-year anniversary of Prohibition. But I, I had it wrong. I thought last... I thought the 90-year um, anniversary of Prohibition ending was April 7th, but it's December 5th. But the 1948 states with uh, was uh, April 7th. But Anheuser-Busch had their 90-year Budweiser-Clydesdale celebration today as of recording. Right. And so I guess for like the first time ever, all three hitches were in St. Louis. And like what it's the first mean? time that they've ever been together. So there's a West Coast hitch, an East Coast hitch, and the Midwest hitch. Oh, so like the teams. And the hitches are like, yeah, the teams the of Clydesdale. Clyde- okay. Yeah, so I guess it's uh, the first time ever or something like that. Oh, that's cool. So that's why I kind of want to talk about the Anheuser-Busch thing. What are we going to do for the 100-year? Drink a Budweiser, the king of beers. I think we drink several. 
I, I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> that'll be 100 years of prohibition being done too, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be 100 years at the Clydesdales. We, uh, you know, what would be kind of fun is if, uh, if this show is still on the air, which even if it, either if I die or Brandon dies, one of us will still be talking into a microphone in 10 years. What if we both die? Tinez will take Tinez over. will be like, <laughs> Hello, Hello, everybody. Tinez, you have the rights to the Gin and Thomas podcast. The password Hello, everybody. Is. <laughs> Welcome to the Gin and Thomas podcast. I'm your host, Tinez. And we are drinking a shot of tequila <laughs> every, every hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> one at the beginning and one at the end. That's funny. God damn, that is funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just living out the entire life of the podcast in my head now. Oh, my God. It'd probably be a better show, I'm not going to lie. Because <laughs> he doesn't suffer from tequila, no remembero. Or whiskey, no taco, or whatever. No taco, no remembero. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, anyway. Um, so, um, something else I teased on this episode was, like, I'm, I'm going to explain my hatred of apples. Oh. But, hey, hey, don't get excited at home. But after finding out that the real repeal of Prohibition is until December 5th, that's when I'm going to talk about the apples. Okay. Oh, do we have a game? A, we do have a you game. You did tease I, a game. I, I did tease a game, but I thought you were going to be a little more disappointed, and so I was like a little more like, okay. Sorry. It's, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's okay, but you know. Apples are normal, and I'm more than happy to wait to find out why you don't like apples. You're going to have to wait like... What month is it? Eight months. It's kind of unrealistic, but I guess I'll do it. You're going to have to. But like okay. you said, Brandon, I do have a game today. So our game, it's 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 uh, it's not true or false, but the answer is, the answer is still uh, 50-50. So we have a little cocktail uh, age guessing game. Okay. So I have a list of 10 cocktails here. And for those of you at home, feel free to keep score on your own. Remind us what cocktail means. Um, a cocktail is, there's there's a couple of uh, origins here. So the word cocktail comes from, back in the olden days, maybe you had a Clydesdale. Um, but when you would go to a horse show, when you're trying to sell your horse, you'd shove a piece of skinned ginger up the horse's ass... And it would cock their tail up because, ooh, it's spicy. Oh, ah. What does that have to do with my drink? Uh, it's called a cocktail because when you have it, you're like, ah. oh, ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no. And then um, the like original cocktails was just kind of like a little bit of sugar water. And you'd throw a little bit, uh, a couple dashes of bitters in there. And then you'd have a sip of that. And you'd be like, oh, ah, I'm ready for the day. Had my bitters. I've had my bitters and my, my, my tail is cocked. cocked up. Got it. Got it. Got it. What's this game? So it's guess the guess the time period, kind of. So today we're kind of talking about prohibition. So I have a list of ten cocktails here, and I wanted to do this like guess the pre, during, or post prohibition. Where did this come from? But it is surprisingly hard to find actual dates on cocktails. I'm sure. Because it's like, well, one guy says he did it this time, and then it showed up in this book, and then it did whatever, right? Yeah. So the game today is, is it, quote, pre or post prohibition, but the year is 1933. I'm going to list a cocktail, and you just say whether whether or not you think it came up before or after 1933 when prohibition was repealed. So it's before or after prohibition. Got it. I feel really bad because... A lot of these cocktails, all of them actually, we are going to end up doing on the show. Okay. So I can't like give a background on them because then that's like well, half that's not the of game. the future episode. That's not the game. Well, no, like after. I can't be like, oh, well, the gin and tonic was invented in 1995 when Thomas Gordon was born. Because then right. I, that, that ruins like half of the future yeah, episode. I get it. All right. I get it. No tricks. No tricks. All no right. tricks. He says no tricks. We'll all see. right. I hope you didn't look at my little journal here. I've had it open the entire time. No. And I saw you with a fucking, uh, what are those called? Binoculars. No, the, the pyro ones. Telescope. Is it a... Glass, an eyeglass. 
I'm out of breath. What? What is it? Is that what it's called? In the, the, the it's a pirate looking through an. Yeah, they probably. It, I mean, it's a telescope. Not a but they telescope. probably They probably call it an eyeglass. An eyeglass. Or yeah. Did you look at it through an eyeglass, Captain Mitch Bloodschmear? No. All right. Number one. Cuba Libre. No. <laughs> number one, the gin and tonic. Number one, the bamboo. After. Ooh, I am sorry, Brandon. That came about in 1886. By the way, um, every cocktail on here we will be trying at some point, but I'm very excited for that one. To be honest, never heard of the bamboo. Me neither until when I googled does it time period cocktails. Does it have the uh, the good liquor in it? Brandon, my phone is literally on the other side of this room, so I cannot... Oh, wait, no, it's right here. I can look it up. No, you don't need to. It's too late. I, I thought there was a reason that you picked that one. Because I thought it had the uh, the Shenzhen liquor or whatever the heck the other stuff was in the Borland Oh, Baiju. the Baiju? No, it doesn't have any of the Baiju. Oh, then I don't want to know. <clears throat> oh, oh, okay. Next question. All right. Sorry, everybody. You'll <laughs> learn when we get to it. All right, number two, the sidecar. Oh, that's before. 1922. You are right. For when you get it wrong, I do an X. When you get it right, I do a smiley face. Noise. French 75. That's after. That is wrong. It uh, was first mentioned in 1915. Then why they call it a 75? I guess we'll get there. We we will get there eventually. Dumb. El Presidente. Which was almost our drink today. After. Oh, Brandon. It is from 1910. This is stupid. <laughs> Sorry, the this reason I chose the the reason I chose our drink today is because it was a prohibition era cocktail. Like people ordered it a lot during prohibition. And so when I said it was almost our drink today, you should have been like, Oh, prohibition probably No. Okay. All right. Alabama Slammer. After You are correct, Brandon. That it came about in nineteen seventy one. Sounds like it has Southern Comfort in it. I you I don't look it up? No, I don't want to know. Okay. I'm just guessing. I'm just saying shit about him. Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. You mean like Spongebob? That's definitely after. That's the Goo Lagoon. Ah, yes. The Goo Lagoon. Is that how they say it in the show? I thought it was Blue Lagoon. No, it's the Goo Lagoon. Oh, after. You are correct, Brandon. That came out in the 1960s. (laughs) I'm going to do a small X just to remind me that you got that last part wrong. I mean, it, it still counts as right but because you guessed 1990. Well, I was trying to think of when SpongeBob first started. Goo Lagoon. All right, the monkey's gland. Ew. Bro, you can I I cannot wait until that's on the show. You are you are going to say the exact same thing once we get there. I'm going to say before because it's an old ass dumb name for a cocktail. That is correct. Early <laughs> 1920s. That is correct. It is a dumb name for a cocktail and that's why it's old. Mint julep. Oh, very popular Kentucky for the Derby. Yeah, there you, go. you know what is so funny is when I was looking up drinks for our Mardi Gras episode, I was like Mardi Gras drinks, Louisiana drinks, whatever. And it was like, uh, the mint julep, while popular for the Kentucky Derby, uh, that's about it. It's like, why is this attached to a Mardi Gras? Yeah, list? no, it shouldn't be. Yeah, but you know it was where, on the, you know where the Kentucky Derby is held, right? Afghanistan, Churchill Downs Raceway. Oh my god! Never seen a cent of that money, dude. What a travesty! Uh, uh, mint julep. I'm going. It sounds old, but that sounds like a trap too, though. I said no tricks. They've been they've been racing horses hey, for a long time. Hey. I'm gonna say before. Okay, good because um, I again this is gonna be a full history, so I can't go too deep into it. But like the first like mention of it, 1770. Yeah, well, so very so, before, but at that time it was a very different drink. Here, I'll go off off my um, my thoughts here. Uh, horse racing, the early, like some of the earliest gambling, and I know they did it in Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, which was before By order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders. So yeah, all I right, was, I was right. A Singapore slang. Singapore probably wasn't a thing until after. So I'm gonna say after. I know I said no tricks, but this one was a trick. Oh, God. 
allegedly this drink was originally known as a gin slang and originally created in 1915. Why, why, why didn't you give me the right name then? I said no tricks, but that was a trick. The not saying no tricks was the trick? Or a blatant lie. I don't know. Oh, horrible person. All right, last question, Brandon. No okay. tricks. No tricks. Well, that's a trick. Amaretto sour. Ooh. Amaretto don't think is very old, so I'm going to go after. First presented to the public in 1974. You got it correct. Yeah, same. Professional. All right, Brandon. Professional guesser over here. Professional guesser. Professional guesser got six out of ten correct, everybody. So count up your tally at home. Don't make sure to comment below. Um, six agaves out of ten. Six blue agaves out of ten. All right. And um, I have to pee again, so I will be right back. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Are the numbers moving? Yes, they are. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, no, no. Let me. Oh, you. I, I had my own bit, but you go. This is the first, not third drink, third drink. <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to say, welcome to the 2.5 drinks, the scraps. Um, Brandon, you explain what has happened today. Okay, so this... First of all, I went up to go pee. Right. And then yeah, when I the came third back... Time, yeah. yeah. But when I came back, this monstrosity... Uh, just of, a very full drink. Of perhaps deliciousness... Uh, let's take a sip and then and then we'll discuss. We, hold on, N- no, we're not. I, we, we we're not. Cheer. We're not cheersing. It's too way too full. This is the literally the fullest drink I've ever seen. In There's my life. two orange slices in here. That's how I had to drink it. It's like you know when you're a you, you know when you're a kid and you do that challenge of like putting a hundred drops of water on a penny and it just becomes like a bubble over the thing. That's what this is. Pretty much. This is the fullest drink I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I confess to you. Yeah, what has happened? Well, because you, you you go, and then I'll explain something else. So I juiced two lemons and two oranges, okay? Oh, it's still fucking good. Whatever you did is so good. I juiced two lemons and two oranges and just brought the juice to the mixing table, okay? Okay. So in this last one, I was like, oh, I'll just you know finish off what we got. It was... One and a half ounces lemon juice, one and a half ounces of orange juice. So this is a, it's not a double, it's a one and a halfer. My goodness. It and is there's good. still some in the shaker. <laughs> you know what sucks though? It's like this drink is so good. It's like so I can't good. even say like, nah, I've had too many. It's so good. <laughs> and I mean, I don't feel like I had too many. No, it's no, I so don't. Good. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just so good. Like you can't say no to this drink. It is so sweet. Oh, but it, like, but when I say it's so sweet, it's like it's it's so like, it's so bright, it's balanced, it's, it's very so well bright. balanced. It's not sweet in like the sugary sense. Like it has it has some sugar. Oh shit! So, but it has some sweetness. But then like whatever that tartness is in there, the lemon I guess and the whiskey. Yeah, that tartness and that bite balances so well with the grenadine. It's a very and deep drink. Orange. It is so, guys. It's very deep. I want everybody at home to try this. Very simple to make, too. Yeah, I mean, it's very simple in, in the sense of ingredients. Oh, it's God. it's orange juice, lemon juice, rye whiskey, and grenadine. Like, it's not... And it doesn't even taste like a whiskey drink. No. It's got a small hint of it, but it's it's very t- towards the end and very... I mean, you know, like a whiskey sour, but like on steroids. You know what, too? I feel like if you didn't use whiskey, like if you used vodka, I feel like it would be too sweet. I feel like you need that yeah. whiskey yeah. to balance it. It cuts through properly. Oh, it is so good. I mean, even Danielle liked it. And Danielle is kind of infamous for being like, well, I don't know about this one. So you said this came out of the Prohibition, right? Well, it was popular during Prohibition. Okay. And we touched on this last time. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that they were making this shit in their bathtub? Yeah, well, so, so they, I, they had to cut it up somehow to make it tolerable. Yeah, well, so I looked at that, and you—it's so hard because, like, if you Google like cocktails invented during Prohibition, right? They say like twenty Prohibition era cocktails. This one was made in about the eighteen thirty-eight, and it was just like drinks that they continued to make. Yeah, 
Um, but during Prohibition, there was definitely making drinks like this because it was so sweet. Because right. um, rye whiskey, I personally really like, but it does have that bite to it. So I imagine you could make this drink with some, like, bathtub gin. Exactly. And it still work. But, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, like, obvi- like the, the alcohol made during Prohibition was not great. So you had to cover it up with kind of cocktails like this. But, god damn, it did not taste as good back then when you did not have, like, real reliable rye whiskey. We're, not no, using, I, I we're also not using a very expensive rye whiskey oh yeah no either. i didn't mention this so we're using bullet rye yeah which i like to use um i mean good for like a mixed drink yeah because bullet rye it's like you know what you're getting there are some very expensive rye whiskeys but i i almost feel bad using those for mixed drinks yeah of course because they're um, almost made to sip on ice or yeah. sip neat like you're you're cowboy father probably well, does yeah well yeah well he, he's a bourbon guy until i got him into rye so we'll see oh, if he's I still sipping rye yeah but the thing is um well, r- r- real quick back to the prohibition thing um it's just hard because i I've, I've tried to research cocktails that came out of prohibition specifically um to cover up like those weird alcohols that sure. they made in their fucking bathtubs and toilets and all that of course um but there's not a lot of fruit uh, drinks out there. So if anyone listening at home knows where I can get a list, please let me know so I can bring it next year or uh, December 5th. But, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. It just seems like they December just December 5th. Is the, when it was repealed across the entire United States. Daniel's birthday. I thought it was the 4th. It's the 5th. Oh, my God. Happy Prohibition. Danielle. We were no longer prohibited from your existence. No alcohol. And alcohol. <laughs> One is more important than the other. Comment below. Also, by the way, kids, just to reiterate, there's two shots of whiskey in this drink. What? I mean, the ones we're drinking, there's like two and a half. I have to. Or no, there's three. I have to ride my bicycle home. Honestly, you Going could, down easy, baby. Well, and I yeah. think you could make these really light and they would still be good. Like light on booze. <laughs> I think you could just add some sparkling water to these. Make a spritz. Um, but these, I think, would be good with low alcohol. I'm sorry, be, what? I think these would be good with low alcohol. But I think this also works with, n- not now because it's already, or this is like their n- not third, first, third drink. <laughs> but um, I think if you were making this for your first time, I think you could almost do three shots of the rye with a half ounce of the lemon and the orange and the grenadine. If if you're a bitter person like me. Oh, I see what you're saying. I feel like Bring that could also work. I am so mad at myself. Why? I, I can't remember what I was about to say before I purposely brought it back to Prohibition because I was like, no, Thomas. So you, you, are you s- will remember. You're saying you want to make this a triple? No, I'm saying you could. <laughs> And then that, like, be your one drink. Ah. Because <laughs> these are so chuggable. <laughs> not to say that we're chugging them, but they're, they're very... We're not chugging them, but the thing is, they're so good, you just want to keep drinking. I keep coming back for sips because they're so well, no, good. Yeah, no, it's not chugging. I've just had, like, a thousand... <laughs> it, it's, it's like that thing where they say, like, you could... Uh, like a thousand small cut. You could kill yeah. a man with a thousand small cuts. Well, you keep I've, along alive long enough for to cut him a thousand yeah. times. I've I've had a thousand small sips, Brandon, <laughs> and I'm going to die because it's so good. It's no, this so is really good. good. Understandably, this is why it was popular during Prohibition. Whatever whiskey they had with the lime juice, orange juice, and grenadine, oh, it is so good. You know, on the show we say we drink a drink. And we talk shit. It's yeah. time to talk shit. Is there any shit we need to talk? What's what's going on? How are you? How are we doing? The the listeners want to know. Did you did you see this? Oh, I'm fine. Did you oh, see okay. this? Um, a lot of people are up in arms this week about Bud Light's new spokesperson. I'm gonna be honest with you. The only problem I have with all of this, I don't know who the fuck that bitch is. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, that's my. That, I, I don't know what's going on. I am not on the. What is it? What, what is it called, Danielle? TikTok? Interwebs? 
Um, I don't I don't know who this person is. I believe it is a social media influencer. Yeah, a transgender woman named Dylan something. But for so for those of you that don't know, which I'd be very surprised, Bud Light has done like a marketing partnership with a TikTok star named I'm gonna look it up because I don't wanna get this wrong. Sorry for, for the folks at home so they can look it up. Yeah. On their own time. Dylan. So Dylan Mulvaney? So Dylan Mulvaney is a uh, TikTok star. Dylan recently celebrated, I guess, 365 days of womanhood. So Bud Light sent, <clears throat> so Bud Light sent Dylan some um, cans, cans of with cans their of face Bud Light. on it. Yes. Yeah, with their Bud, uh, with their face on it. And I guess that was like a huge thing. Well, one thing that was a misunderstanding is a lot of people thought that the Bud Light cans like that were was the be new sold. can. Yeah, no, which I guess is not true. But well, Light... they they've done that for like a a few other people too. Like they'll they'll give them their own personal cans. When are we gonna get our own cans, brother? I'm waiting. I'm in waiting. Um. So I think the goal was to reach more of that. TikTok audience, more of that dynamic, like that dynamic that demographic. Demographic, thank you. Sorry, um, rye uh, whiskey, no taco. No, no, this one is um, rye no. Oh, come back to me on that one. Okay. Um, but what ended up happening is they forgot that most of their audience likes NASCAR, and I don't know if you know anything about those people. They are not about the uh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so uh, I think they forgot that uh, most of their drink connoisseurs, if you will, aren't down with the uh, Optimus Primes. And so I, I think I saw an article that they've lost like a billion dollars or something already from that campaign but See, i don't know if that's I don't, true i don't know because there's so much fake stuff um, right right of course like, like i'll tell lot. you what even if i was upset i'm not switching to something gay yeah. like coors <laughs> <laughs> i will drink transgender bud light but i will not drink something gay <laughs> like miller <laughs> um well the whole the, what well so I'm there's a lot drink of there's miller, a lot of um like fake articles spreading around like what um, at my job, they're like, "Yeah, did you hear that the whole marketing team got fired?" It's not no, true. No. Like the marketing team did not get fired. Of course not. And I doubt the they lost media. that much money. The thing is, is um, so I guess Kid Rock went and, like shot up a, a, a yeah. Pack of Bud I heard Light. about that too. Yeah, but Bud Light is like the number one beer in America. He still had to buy the pack of Bud yeah. Light to do that. Here's the thing: Anheuser Busch, Budweiser, Bud Light—they already have your money. They're probably not that worried. Like, you'll forget. Yeah, but like, you try to drink that other swill, and you'll realize it's not as good. Most people don't know this is even happening, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the number one beer in America. The amount of people that are going to stop drinking it, I doubt matters. But I think there's also the amount of people that are going to like. I don't even know how to say this. Like the political game. No, you think it's going to even out. Exactly, because so there's, like there's gonna plenty of people. Out. There's plenty of people in the middle who are like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so it, there, there, there's so many people Coors that don't has care. had rainbow cans for years. Yeah, well, and Bud Light even did like a a, a can in Canada that was like rainbow a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think it was 2020 something. But um, for every person that is like, I'm not going to drink Bud Light anymore. There's another. Person there's like, there's I a person on the other side saying it. like, I'm going to. Buy Bud Light to support this. And then they're both going to forget. They're going to go back to what they were doing. Yeah. Could you imagine drinking a fucking Coors Light? Never in my life. I'd rather be transgendered. (laughs) Thomas, you are cutting that. (laughs) That's fine. Cut that joke. We'll wait till we are. I would rather be a woman than drink Coors Light. (laughs) Oh, but that's so good, though. I have to cut it, but I can't. It's so good. I mean, you can leave it in. I don't care. I would love to. You know what? <laughs> I c- We're not ragging on transgenders. We're ragging on Coors Light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, that's been the like the up in arms thing. So, um, like I had mentioned earlier, 
the all three Cl- uh, Clydesdale hitches were in St. Louis today. Can't wait to see where you're going with this. And well, no, and I was like, oh yeah, and that, you know, there's uh, there's some protesters outside, and they're like, all right, is it because of that trans thing? And right. I'm like, I think it's PETA. I don't why. <laughs> I was sitting I... in my truck when I asked you that too. What is it? I wasn't going to say it was you. <laughs> well, no, no, I was joking when no, I no, said no. it, obviously. But I was but, just um, like, no, so I was sitting no. in my truck right after work. Just was it because of that transgender person? <laughs> yeah, and so it's like, is it trans? Is, is, is it those trans folks? And I was like, uh, I, th- I think it's PETA. They're just kind of mad that Anheuser has horses. <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, in the in the magic. Of all of this uh, Bud Light media frenzy in light of all of the transphobia and the, uh, um, I guess there isn't really a third side to that, but. Uh, we can all come together. We can, we can all be come mad together. At PETA for well, being yeah. there. Well, no, it's just you kind of forget that PETA is mad at Anheuser for having some pet horses, you know? You're right. like, we, we've got real problems. Not we to have... mention that they're basically superstars, and I've seen how well taken care of they are. They're very well taken Brothers, care of. Cli- no, it's they like, are celebrity horses, dude. More <laughs> I don't money. Think you understand this. More money is spent. On each of those horses every year than Brandon and I make in a year combined. Also, it is ridiculous. Could you imagine? I don't know what they would want for these horses otherwise. Could you imagine these horses in the wild breaking an ankle in a prairie dog hole or getting eaten by a goddamn mountain lion? Well, Clydesdales. Getting torn apart. Clydesdales are from Scotland, and I don't think there are mountain lions in Getting Scotland. bit by snakes. Dying of poison. No, first of all, we, we have to back up. I don't... How the hell have horses made it this long? Because I watch, I watch so many fucking videos on YouTube of like, oh, you gotta fucking... You gotta effing nut. Keep up you. your horse. You gotta, you gotta take the horseshoe off and clean out the dead crap and then sand it the down. Oil. You, gotta, you gotta change the oil in your horse. You gotta shove some ginger up its ass. How how did these horses survive so long in the wild, right? Yeah. And I've meant I've mentioned this on a previous episode that like tubing down the Salt River in Arizona, there's an area where there are some wild horses. Right. I don't know what happens with their hooves. Do, 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 how do they grind them down? How do they get a, a horseshoe? How do they do this? And then is it is it kind of like that thing with like wild dogs? It's like oh well, running around grinds the the nails down. But it's like, but if you if running around grinds the horse's hooves down, and then why do you need a shoe? I, I think know. the shoe is for the the cobblestone roads is why they put horseshoes on. Them. I have no idea. If, I have if no idea either. If there is an equestrian, equestrian? enthusiast in the audience, please, horse girl. Uh, if there is a horse girl, <gasps> I know a horse girl. I know two horse girls. I don't do think, we know um, the same horse girl? Probably not. I don't know if we can get her on the pod. You know what? D- genuinely, if you know a horse girl, yeah, we will get her on the pod. Okay, I need to know. I need. I have so many goddamn questions about horses. This has oh. been the two and a half drink. <laughs> this has had. This has been the <laughs> two point five whiskey no taco. Whis- this is the whiskey no taco. This is the two point five the scraps. Was it's there anything we the could scraps. do without? Was there anything we were short on? No. Oh, because you're like, oh, I'll make no. it with what I have left. So the 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 ingredient I went off of was the lemon juice. Oh, okay. And we had one and a half ounces of lemon juice still. Well, I well when you said well because earlier you were like, oh, I'll make a drink with what I have left. I was like, oh, it's gonna be more whiskey, but no citrus. So I was like, oh, it's the scraps. No, the next one, was a new if segment. we made another one, it'd be the scraps. It'd be like half an ounce of orange juice. If we made another one, I'd be calling out of work tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's next week. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, Brandon, that's prohibition. Okay. Is that, do we no. talk enough shit for you? Yeah. Did we talk enough? I don't know. You left enough on the tree for the next prohibition. Yeah. Episode. So we need. So so I'm sorry for. Uh, um, what do they call it when you? Sorry for the blue balls, everybody. But uh, the the reason I hate apples is gonna have to wait until December 5th of next year. My God, 
Brandon, we are approaching six months of doing the podcast. Oh, shit. I think you're right. I have a very special treat for you. For the half year anniversary? For the six month anniversary. I have a very special treat. Is it a watch? Did you get me a Rolex? No, it's You the, son of a bitch. You're so the, great. It's the drink. Rolex makes a drink? Uh, <laughs> tune in uh, however many weeks from now for the Rolex cocktail. <laughs> Don uh, Julio 1942? Don Julio Rolex 1940 Rolex. Um <laughs> No, I have a I have, I have I have a good episode. So I have to look up when the exact day is, but okay. I, I have right. I have uh, I have things I think you're going to be excited for. We just mix all the liquors and all of the <laughs> all the juices together. No, it's not quite that good. <laughs> it's not quite a jungle we juice. Call, we call it a fishbowl of sorts. <laughs> That's good. That might be uh that might that that would be a really good uh jungle juice right, name for one or something. Year. For one year, we mix all of our mixed drinks together. And For see one what it year, tastes. I thought we were doing another gin and tonic, but that's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll figure you did. something out, Brandon. This has been. I'm, I'm sorry, it's the the, the the Clydesdale hitches were in St. Louis. I had a couple Budweisers before we started, but I'm. This was an episode. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you, and you can confirm this. I wasn't uh, uppity before this podcast. Yeah, I was a little worried about you. And Are you then okay? I started having these drinks. I know. And they turned things around. They I know. are I was delicious. worried. I thought you were mad at me. No, no, no. No, I know. This is me during the week. <laughs> ah, I hear you. I know we're recording on a... Oh, sorry, everybody. This podcast is not going to air at 4 a.m. But um, no, I don't know. I was worried. I was worried you were upset. But no, I'm glad we're... Good. But as soon as we hit record, you were there. Oh, I'm a professional. You're a professional. You know the deal, brother. But anyway, everybody, um, this has been our quasi-prohibition episode, because last week I thought prohibition was repealed on the 7th, but it turns out it's until the 5th, and then this was like half-prohibition, so this is like a half-prohibition episode, half-talking-shit, wondering why people are mad at Bud Light. Clydesdale, Delio. As for me, I have no personal updates. Uh, Tune in uh, next week, because... I don't know. I live exciting of enough life. I don't know. Um, we do have an exciting next episode. I think it's going to be good. I'm really excited. Although one of your favorites is coming back. Yeah. Well, it'll be a healthy episode. It's going to be a very healthy episode, (laughs) but the thing is we're going to have to break one of our rules. I try to space out our drinks Eh, or our like main spirits. We're going to, double back on an old spirit that was yeah, very recent but oh i am i am excited if he shows up because we thought it was gonna be last <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be it, it ah, fuck. <laughs> whiskey <laughs> no taco. taco anyway brandon this has been an episode oh it's been an episode brother. it might not have been good but it is an episode where can they find you Brandon Churchill on YouTube. Uh, sorry, at Brandon Churchill on YouTube. Uh, Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95 on Instagram. Brandon Churchill without the U and Churchill on Twitter. Uh, and then you can find me in the streets. They can find you on the streets and perhaps between the sheets? No, don't find me there. Okay. Just, I will hit you with a bat. <laughs> Quite literally, it's right next to my bed. I will hit you with a bat. Well, lucky for me, I took my bat antidote. (laughs) Shut up and say where you're at. Uh, As for me, you can find me on Instagram at uh, CappedCoolKid. That is C-A-P-T, Cool Kid, as well as Bad Boy of Botany. Um, I am on Twitter at CaptainTommyG, maybe. I don't don't look at it. Uh, I mostly just repost or retweet Suns and Steeler stuff. As for the podcast, you can find us on Jen and Thomas Podcast on Instagram as well as Jen and Thomas Pod on Twitter and uh, YouTube. Um, big things to come on the YouTube. Yeah, big things to come on the YouTube. I just got a – I said this last week, but it's, 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 about, it's about the rubber meeting the road. I finally have some free time, so I'm going to get that going. We're going to be trying to put out a different kind of content, so if you like what we're doing, like, comment, subscribe – same thing with the podcast. If you're, if um, feel free to rate us five stars on your platform of choice. Uh, it really helps us a lot. Move up some rankings. Uh, even if you don't love us, rate us five stars, and you can roast me in the comments. 
just write as five stars and I will try to do my best to correct what is wrong. Um, you know, uh, hopefully we're on your favorite platform of choice, but if we are on a, um, plat, uh, podcast platform that you enjoy, but you can't find us on, please let me know and I'll do my best to get us on there. Am I forgetting anything? You're kind of giving me a look here. Um, definitely go to the Instagram because one, we do like to put out polls, questionnaires, things of that nature. And then also I'm doing one for the next episode. Around the day that the podcast comes out, we do put the drink on there with the ingredients. So you can go out and get the ingredients, make the drink, and have it with us and listen to the new episode. Yeah, we. so I, I would like to do that. I would like to do more. But, yeah, so we do, like, a drink for the episode and then the, like, hey, don't forget about us post. So, there, uh, yeah, make sure to follow us on the Instagram, comment on anything dm us with questions oh we also have an email jen and thomas pod at gmail so if you have any comments questions concerns let us know there okay I don't know. that's just, the last time we're saying that because i don't want some dick pics coming through the goddamn email man they can fucking dick pic us on the instagram <sighs> who who sends a dick pic on email well, no just because don't i said you send, can doesn't mean you should don't send who emails dick a dick pic <laughs> old people <laughs> No, an old person sends you a Polaroid in the mail. I, I would By the like way, to reserve did the you email. open that letter I sent you? No. <laughs> what? Never mind. We'll reserve the email for special occasions, but this has been a special occasion. <laughs> yeah. This has been two and a half drinks. This has been the Jen and Thomas podcast. You know how we like to close it out here. Uh, uh, don't drink and drive. Don't, Don't drink, drink and, and con a boat. boat. Don't drink and scoot is what we added recently. Uh, you know, drink responsibly. Don't drink alone. Share a drink with friends. Share a drink with us. Um, you know, Brandon isn't making these drinks for just anybody. It's for you, me. I, I guess I'm Brandon because he's making them. So he deserves one. Sometimes our friends, if but, they deserve it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I... Unfortunately, we're still labeled under self-help. So my little bit of uh, something here is, you know, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times, but Marcus Aurelius, uh, the Roman emperor during the second century, the, um, he he says something kind of like, you know, everything that happens is a part of Nate. Like if it happens, it's it's right. It, it, it It's building towards the right thing. Everything that happens, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know how to read meditations. Everybody, you know, I'm, I'm not him, but it's like if you feel like you're in a dark time right now, everything that happens is supposed to happen to get you to where you need to be, and that's, I mean, that's a lot of what I got from his book. But and I'm sorry for, and I'm sorry for butchering it, but it's like a lot of what he says is like everything that happens, like, like there's no good or bad. Right. It's just like thinking about it makes it so. So if you feel that something unfortunate has happened to you, that's a lot of that is your perspective. And that's not to take away from bad things that have happened to you. But a lot of bad things are what put you in the position to receive great things. So a lot of it is like you need patience and the universe to conspire to help you. Because I was in a situation that ended up fairly unfortunate, but that's what brought me to St. Louis. That's what brought me to my boy, Brandon. That's what brought us to this podcast. Like, Brandon, you and I would have never met if it wasn't for, like, this weird, outside-of-our-control, third person acting on their own dramatic accord. Because them going to a thing to meet me that brought us together was a, a thousand other smaller events, you know? So even if something like weird and bad and dark is happening, it might be pulling you somewhere good because I was not in a good place because of a certain situation, but now I got my boy. Damn right. Damn right. So you never know how these things turn out. I don't like I don't I don't know how to describe it as more of like a feeling, but I wanted to put it out there that things work out. Things work out. Look guys, I said we're we're labeled under self help. We shouldn't be, but we are. Should be called you help. You help. We help you. We help you. And uh, <laughs> call your own therapist. Do not listen to this. Well, this is entertainment purely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you but get it, anything out of it, that's great. But take everything with a 
a shot of tequila. A shot of tequila, <laughs> and uh, you got the, the tequila, no remembero, and the whiskey, no taco. But anyway, More to come on that. Yeah. But Brandon, I appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for all of your hard work in the whatever it is you do game. It was great to have you in my speakeasy. Oh, my God. Bro, I just feel like I blew out my knees trying to stand up. But um, <laughs> getting old as fuck, dude. But anyway. Catch me on the courts. We'll have more to talk on that in a later episode. Yes, sir. It'll be a healthy episode next week. Everybody, make sure to tune in. This has been the Jen Thomas Podcast. This has been Thomas Gordon. This has been Brandon Churchill. Be kind, be safe, and good night. Peace.